the fact that I watched a black man once again be murdered by the people we pay to protect and serve us and say mama in his last breath I felt that was my call to action I felt as a mother that I needed to make sure that this no other black boy man called out for his mama again hey there it's Deanne Gilbert I've been in corporate diversity for over 15 years and considering what's been going on in our world in many cities and states there's an awakening going on around systemic racism equality and inclusion i believe it's time to have a courageous conversation and i think you can handle it join me and my co-host edward simon at the diversity intersection we will certainly provide you some direction see you there hey there it's dm gilbert Welcome to the Diversity Intersection. I'm here today with my co-host, Edward Simon. Ed, are you there? I'm here. Hello, everybody. Hey, we have a great show for you today. We have some wonderful guests, and Ed's going to share some information about them. Go ahead, Ed. Okay, sounds good. Our first guest is Julia Cooksey Evans. She's the founder of Coloring Over Cancer and two-time champion cancer survivor. And we also have Lauren James, a diversity advocate, founder of Mama Bears for Change, and a mother determined to make a difference in her community. The first question that we have for our guest, and we'll start with you, Lauren. Um, when Dawn and I created our Diversity Intersection podcast, we identified our whys. Why are we wanting to create uh, this podcast? Can you share with our audience your why and what inspired you to form your nonprofit? We'll start with you. Thank you, Ed. Thank you, DM. Greatly appreciate it. Glad to be here. Um, the why. My why is simple. Like all of you, on May 25th, you watched the video of George Floyd die, and in his last breath, it's still something that's very hard for me to speak on to without crying, but in his last breath, he said, Mama. And in that moment, I knew that I need to, as a mama, and as a mother to a two-year-old and a 14-year-old, that once you know, the two-year-old still calls me mama. And that's the most endearing, beautiful thing I've ever heard in my life. I could not wait for that child to say the word mama. But the fact that I watched a black man once again be murdered by the people we pay to protect and serve us Absolutely. and say mama in his last breath, I felt that was my call to action. I felt as a mother that I needed to make sure that this no other black boy man calls out for his mama again because it will not be my son on that pavement and it will not be my husband on that pavement and that's my why exactly so and, and we we so appreciate that we know how passionate you are about that lauren and it shouldn't you shouldn't have to be focusing on this we are all part of this global society and we should be treated equitably absolutely julia okay. I started my nonprofit Coloring Over Cancer um, because I wanted to do something to pay it forward to people, um, whether it be a man, a woman, or a child who is going through cancer. Um, I started it as three E's really to encourage because I feel like cancer patients need encouragement to educate. Um, because there's so much information out there, but I also find that 
uh, people that look like me, um, people of color are not always um, provided or aware of the resources that are available to them. And then the last E is encouragement. Cancer patients need encouragement. Everyone needs encouragement. But when you're going through something like this in your life and you're fighting and you're battling and you're in the trenches, whether you're going through chemotherapy or you've had a surgery, um, you really need encouragement. So that was really the basis of my nonprofit organization with an art therapy component um, because I feel art therapy is something that's still fairly new or not talked about, but um, it's very, very valuable and it's very, very helpful if you know about it, if you gain knowledge, you're, you, you can learn about it and then you can do it. Uh, what our audience probably, I think you heard this, but, and I didn't say this in my introduction of, um, of Julia and, and Lauren, two powerful African-American women, by the way. Uh, so you're talking, we're talking about two black nonprofits that you formed. And so I appreciate that. Julia, do you want to share at all your story? Um, sure. You're a two-time cancer survivor. That's huge. Sure. I mean, once sure. to survive it once, I, and I haven't been through it, so I don't know. I, it has to be painful, but twice. That's huge. Twice. That's huge. And, you know, I have gratitude and I'm thankful every day that I'm still here, that I can share my story and helping and, and hopes to help encourage, educate, and support others. Um, I was diagnosed with stage four brain cancer in 2012. And the doctors told me, quite frankly, that I had three to six months to live tops to get my affairs in order and that I needed to have surgery immediately. Um, I, after three brain surgeries, rounds and rounds of chemotherapy, radiation treatment, um, I changed my diet, nutrition. I learned everything there is to know about cancer. Um, I survived. And then um, just shy of the five-year mark, I went in for my um, scans, PET scans, full body scans for cancer, just shy of five years, um, three days before Christmas. And I had lost my mother six months prior. I was diagnosed with breast cancer. Um, I was devastated <laughs> to say the least. Um, fast forward, I decided to have a double mastectomy. I went through chemotherapy. I went through reconstructive surgery again. Um, and there wasn't a lot of people, uh, around me that looked like me, um, and people of color. And I went to some of the support groups, um, and I didn't really feel like I fit in. So... Um, I kind of stuck to myself, but coloring was something that was very therapeutic to me and art therapy, if you will. Um, and so this was really my way of paying it forward, using my experience, having cancer twice, having lost my mother and my uh, mother-in-law to cancer. Um, what could I do to pay it forward in a unique way? Um, and how can I get that out to people of color? It's amazing, Julia. You... I mean, you're a champion. You made Absolutely. you made it Thank through you. it, and you are amazing, and your story is amazing. And I could say that I saw you during some of that journey, and you were always positive. You always felt like I'm going to get through this. I got this. Yes. And I think your mindset yes. is truly what helps you get through that. And like you said, the art therapy helps you to take your mind off of it. 
Absolutely. And it puts you in another space and it's so beautiful and you can make it whatever you want it to be. So I think that art therapy is so valuable. And I think that people are more and more starting to look at that in a way to cope, especially Absolutely. in this time. Absolutely. And art therapy, I really, in its simplest definition, is expressing yourself through art, whether it be physical, mental, or emotional, that it's all encompassing for your well-being. So it doesn't have to be coloring. For me, it was coloring, and that's why I uh, designed a book that I want to, that I'm giving away to cancer patients, but it could be through other forms of art. But it's, um, art therapy is really therapeutic, and it's known to help um, relieve stress, depression. Um, you're focusing your energy on something positive, a positive affirmation, um, something that will help you get through a really dark time in your life. Wonderful, wonderful. You know, before we go on to the next question that we have for you, Lauren, I'm going to go back to you if that's okay. Uh, you talk about forming the nonprofit because of you don't want to see your son, your your husband being black men um, in similar situations, but your nonprofit is doing more than just that. Uh, and, and can you talk about um, some of your, um, the other things that you're doing with your mama bears for change, you're helping feed communities. Can you talk about that a little bit more? more? So, yeah, thank you, Ed. So um, first off, I just want to give my props to like, that's amazing. Your journey is amazing. I'm just Thank you. <laughs> like, my God, like more power to you, Julia, more power to you. Thank but you. Um, so a little bit more about Mama Bears. Um, yeah, we stand for change. We just stand for change in all aspects of it. I'm sick and tired of waiting around for our politicians to get stuff in order, bills that sit on desks. You know, Justice to Policing Act is sitting in the Senate. How many more bills are sitting in the Senate right now not being given to the communities in need, especially the communities of color? So Mama Bears, here's our, our bullet points, what we stand for. We stand for change in the aspect of institutionalized and systemic discrimination and brutality. We stand for hunger, homelessness, veteran support, poverty, equal pay, women's rights and equality, gun safety, I should not have to be looking for a bulletproof backpack for my 14 year old to go to high school and education Absolutely. funding and support. Why are our teachers asking parents for donations? So at the end of the day, what we say is we stand for those and we stand for the power to the people. We need to put the power back in the people's hands. We need to take care of one another. We, it's, there's so much right now that needs attention that needs real change. So in order to uplift, you know, one, we must uplift all. We agree. And that's kind of like why we, why we took this step to do this podcast, because we felt like this was not broadcast enough. The, you know, the typical media doesn't broadcast what's being done in the community to help the community as much. Mm -hmm. And we wanted to put it out there. Julia, you were going to say something. I was just going to say, as um, a mother of a 14 year old son, black boy and a husband, african-american um the work that you're doing lauren is just amazing impressive we need more of it um i feel like to your point john you know you hear little clips here and there on you know the media whatever they decide they want to put on there but there are some really amazing things going on within our community that we're trying to do to help one another and lauren by helping educate um, and empower people really um, of the choices and things that they can do to help 
the movement push forward. Um, I just, I thank you. Thank you. Greatly appreciate it. It's all about knowledge, right? Knowledge is power. Absolutely. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. Absolutely. With that, I have a question for you both. You know, the cultural, um, the current cultural climate is fraught with emotions surrounding systemic racism. And like so many Americans, if change is what is needed and desired, we as individuals, we know we have to meet, we have to be the change we want to see in the world. Since embarking on your journey to establish your nonprofit, has there been like a cultural shift? Now, I know that with Lauren, there has been definitely because what's been happening in the world. So I want you both to kind of give us an, an overview on how there's been a cultural shift and how you're approaching the nonprofit based on what's happening in the world today. Um, I'll just say, obviously leading by example, um, I know within the healthcare system, um, you know, people of color oftentimes are marginalized. They don't get the, the proper care that they need they're overlooked. So I'm here to help advocate and be a voice for cancer patients right. to share knowledge, share resources, share best practices, share tips, give options, whatever I can, whether it's, you know, you're having a surgery, you're getting a biopsy, you're going to be dealing with the people at hospice, whatever it is, um, I will use whatever power I have or knowledge base or resources to help people of color so that they, um, it needs to be all inclusive. You know, patients right. can't be treated one way here and one way there. Um, it's, fun. it's funny you talk about that. The actress Jody Turner just had a baby and she decided to have a home birth because she felt like women of color are not listened to in the hospital. Mm -hmm. They don't listen to their pain. They don't listen to the needs. They think they're over sensitive and you're right. There has to be a different approach. Absolutely. I've had an experience uh, speaking to that, Donna, I've had an experience myself where I actually came out of, um, I was put under for a surgery and I came out and I heard the doctors talking about me and it wasn't a very pleasant experience. Um, but, and I say that to say it was, it was um, not really taking into consideration the pain of it all that's going on. Human being to human being at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what your skin color is. And so I exactly. really find it um, my responsibility as someone who's been through this and survived two times to help other people where I can. Um, art therapy is a piece of it. And I, I, I believe that um, there's so much value in art therapy. And I think Western medicine, if I might be so frank, doesn't always um, support um, different types of therapy other than your um, pharmaceutical. And I won't say much more. There are other you. things, there are other things that can really help add to someone's life and to their well-being. Mm -hmm. um, and if, like I said, if I can be of support and I think, you know, driving that forward and being inclusive to include people that look like me and being at the table and advocating on behalf of whether it's, you know, at the state capitol or in Washington, D.C. or my local community, I will be there. I will do it. Wonderful. Wonderful. Lauren. Well, Julia, I'm going to have to add Mama Bears for help and team up with you so we can support. Hey, do it. That's we right. can support our community <laughs> and people in need that don't always get the resources. 
Absolutely. that they need. So I'll definitely add health. Um, as for me, any change that I've seen since I've started um, with the recent um, shooting of Jacob Blake, it's hard to say that I've affected systemic brutality, but I have, I, I feel like we've, we've gone an inch and, you know, progress, we can measure it. And right now I feel like we've taken an inch. I'll just reference my two events that I've had and reference the outcomes. I, ho I hosted a rally in June, a social justice rally and the community came out and the community heard, we heard from all walks of life. And we heard from women, a woman got up, a white woman got up there said, I know you all see me as a Karen, but I'm a Karen that's here to support you. And I didn't know your guys' struggles because we had an older gentleman in his seventies, an older black man in his seventies come and write a two page, he wrote a two page letter of his pain of living in America. And he, and he read it out loud to the community. And after that, you know, we had community members going up to each other, hugging each other. Like we don't, we just didn't understand. So it's about, like I said, knowledge is power. So um, bringing the community together was huge and also bringing our legislators out. We had Gil Cisneros come out, Congressman Gil Cisneros come out, he spoke. And before the rally, he did not know about Justice Policing Act. Two days later, he co-sponsored it and wow. took it to Washington. Wow, awesome. congratulations. Our, Thank you. And then our council member, our Diamond Bar council member, we had one attend and come and speak. He brought um, eight can't wait, the eight can't wait, the eight um, factors we're asking our local sheriff's department in California to, um, to implement. Eight factors that can de-escalate a situation by 72%. He had the Diamond Bar council write a letter to the sheriff asking for matrix in three months, six months, and in a year, saying that you need to support all eight measures because the sheriff kept saying, um, we do three of them. Okay, that's no, we're going to do all eight. So the council and the mayor sent a letter to our sheriff, um, LA County um, elected sheriff Villanueva saying they need to institute eight can't wait and they look forward to hearing from him in um, three months, six months, and a year and moving forward because that's how real change is going to be measured. Ooh. That's right. And that's right. Yep. So that's from that was from the rally. Uh, those were my two highlights, other than bringing the community together and having the community further speak about it. On um, we have a, a Diamond Bar group uh, in Diamond Bar where the community members go on Facebook, and you know members on Facebook are like, "Where were you guys? You guys missed a beautiful event." That's keep you know keeping it going is important. Absolutely. So then July. Awesome. Yep, July, I focused on um, feeding the people in need. So I fed 200 seniors in Diamond Bar that are in need. And right now, when I say in need, I mean on the brink of losing their home. We currently have somebody that lost their home living in our park. Mm. Uh, and my, you know, so that event was wonderful in the sense of, I call it community engagement plus awareness equals real change because a lot of our community members didn't even know we had people in need. If you think of Diamond Bar, a lot of people think affluent. You know, Snoop Dogg lived here. We have this place called The Country. It's all mansions. You think affluent. You don't see the 8% living under the poverty level. So I helped our council and our community members see the 8% living under the poverty level. And that they just did a senior um, giveaway <laughs> the other day. Oh, the, the council did. About, and they gave them resources, food, a bunch of stuff. And, you know, a councilwoman wrote me like, thank you. We did not, we weren't aware. Wow. We weren't aware. Amazing. So thank you. So now That's this great. month, um, so August, I focused on small businesses because 
We're watching the small business, especially the minority owned businesses close at record numbers. Absolutely. They aren't getting the PP, PPP loans that they should have been getting and they're closing because they have no other choice but to close. So this month has been focused on small business. I'm doing a sweepstakes in which I encourage the community to go out to a small business, take a picture and submit it by tagging Mama Bears um, for change. And they, they get entered to win $100, which Mama Bears will, is sponsored and paying for the prize. And so we have a community members now posting on Facebook, eating at a local restaurant, using a local mail post office as family owned and operated, just, just different, um, different things throughout our community that we can draw attention to. I will say that one of my proudest posts was from um, a lady who was supporting a, a male owned carrier business. She got over a hundred likes and over 51 comments of community members. Some asking, where is it? Some asking like, oh, they're wonderful. A lot of people just saying how wonderful the service has been. That's, that was the goal. And so it, like, you know, just seeing that response was accomplished. And then September, I'll be back to social justice as a follow-up to June because clearly there's much more that needs to be done. Lauren, a lot of work. I mean, a you said that inch, that's, that's almost a mile in my opinion, just in the short period of time that you've been, uh, you formed your nonprofit. Um, mm -hmm. I'm gonna ask a different question. And I, I think you've said, you guys have shared some of this, but I wanna give you an opportunity to share a little bit more um, for people, for companies, for myself or Dawn, success looks different, right? Uh, can you share with our audience what success looks like for your nonprofit? What would you say, if you could say a few things around just being a successful nonprofit, what would that look like to you? Why don't we start with you, Julia? What would okay. success look like? Um, first and foremost, so I created, with lots of blood, sweat, and tears, a coloring book um, the book is called Coloring Over Cancer. Cancer's not black and white, but we can color through it. It's therapeutic art. It's coloring. I ask, um, it's a donation based, but I ask that you either uh, donate to the cause or you um, send a book to a cancer patient, to a hospital, to an organization that works with um, cancer patients, uh, support a workshop. I host workshops for cancer patients. We talk about the importance of art therapy and we actually color. So my goal, what my, my, my success and what my goal looks like is I want a million coloring books to a million people, cancer wow. patients. Um, and that's only going to happen through your donations, through companies' do donations, organizations. And I'm not just asking for monetary. You could actually say, I want 100 books to go to XYZ organization. Um, you can color and support online tag us, we share your color with the world, we share your story. So it's all about inspiring, encouraging, educating, all of those things. My goal is to pay it forward. One million coloring books, one million people, it will happen. It will. And along the way, along the way, I'm going to help educate, get information out there, um, and help people, like I said, people of color, um, get to the resources that they need. Mm -hmm. Wow. Lauren, what's your success look like? It's a long road. <laughs> yeah. uh, just engagement on my, I'm not going to just stick strictly do it to community, my community. Um, I want to do it worldwide, nationally. And so it's, it's going to be, it's a long road. But for, I'll just go over my bullet points for the institutionalized systemic discrimination brutality. 
we no longer see Jacob Blake get shot in the back seven times in front of his three sons. Mm. Um, people that look like me and you, Ed, Don, Julia, we're on the boards. We're sitting at the decision-making tables. We're running it. Uh, for hunger, I, as, I can affect as many people as I can. I will continue to. I fed 25 people on Saturday. I will continue to do it weekly I, until I feel that there are nobody else hungry. Homelessness, I'll continue to support and offer resources and also demand from our politicians that we have mental health, you know, clinics, support. We need to, you have community resources for these people. This, this homelessness should not be criminalized. We need Absolutely. to have a resource. Veteran Agreed. support. Why are we sending them overseas to be murdered, to have their legs blown up and they get back here and they're homeless. So my veteran Absolutely. support is in honor of my grandpa who served in two wars and had to come back here to protest for his life. Two yeah. wars, he was shot, he has a purple heart. So my veteran support is, is supporting all veterans when they return with their PTSD, supporting them in every aspect with resources. Poverty is along the same lines as hunger. We're all, at the end of the day, if we're not part of the 1%, we're all in poverty, in Cal in, um, especially in California. But <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> right. Yes, yes. Absolutely. How can we uplift each other? How can we put the money back in our community? That's the questions we need to ask. Community gardens, community pantries. How do we take our dollars from Amazon, the Jeff Bezos, and spend it in our communities? Mm -hmm. Equal pay. Equal pay is not discriminatory to just women. Equal pay is for all of us. We, should, we need to be paid the same as our peers that do the same jobs. Women's rights and equality. Listen, I'm neither pro-life, no poor choice. I am pro-mind your damn business. <laughs> All right. If I'm sorry if I use the No, that's mind right. Mind your okay. own it's business. Okay. Mind your own business. Right. Mind your own business. Women's rights and equality stems from so much, so much that we have to fight for. I'm so happy that everybody got to celebrate the 100 years of the women's suffrage movement. Black women did not get to celebrate. We did not celebrate that, monu that monumental moment. So Absolutely. I'm happy for everybody else. I cheer you on. But Black women still did not have the right to vote. And Black women were still, are still being expensed by, by America. So no, uh -huh. I'm sorry. Exactly. Gun safety. When we stop having mass shootings, when I can stop worrying about my child in his first day of kindergarten or my 14-year-old going to high school, when I don't feel like I need to stay parked at the school to stop a mass shooter, mm -hmm. that's when I'll be feel okay education funding and support when my friends and the teachers who teach my children do not lo no longer have to ask for donations no longer have to pick it and um, be on the you know on the forefront of protest demanding better pay what they do should be celebrated what they do should be comparable to a corporation ceo pay because what they do is they build our children they build they build our future they should not be asking for donations they should not be having to fight for funding right right so more. My I measurement agree. of success is a long, long, it's a long way. But what I will yeah. say to you, Lauren, and, and what I'll say to Julia is that you are the change that we want to see in the world. Absolutely, they are. Is that change. Absolutely. And, you know, they have said many times that the, the organizations like SNCC and NAACP and all those types of organizations that were supposed to be for the people, they're fading away and there are no people that want to take that leadership. Lauren, I see you taking that leadership Absolutely. and we appreciate Absolutely. you doing that. Absolutely. That That's is right. something that is important and needs to be done. 
Right. And, you know, that, that is not saying that those organizations aren't great and haven't done great things, right. but we are at the next generation of, of the world. And mm -hmm. we really need to take ownership if we really want to be the change we see in the world. Yeah. So I want to ask you both, how can someone get engaged and help you help your nonprofit, whether it's volunteering or supporting you? I want you to put it out there. How can somebody help you? Lauren, we'll start with you. So first and foremost, I'll tell them to reach out to me either through our Instagram or our Facebook or our email. So our Instagram and Facebook is at Mama Bears number four change. So Mama Bears for change or Mama Bears for change at gmail.com. Email me. I want to work with anybody in America, anybody that has struggle in their community. I will help you. I will help you to do an event. I will, I will just help you whenever you need call on me. That's how we get involved. And I honestly, I've been telling all my mama bears champion, champion the things that are important to you. So right now I have a friend working on, um, try, we're going to do a bill idea and present it to our representatives of trying to level out the federal WIC requirement with the state income level. So right now, California state income level of poverty is 90,000 and below, but WIC federally is 44,000 and below. So our families in California are suffering because our, our, our income is so much higher in California. We need to even the playing field. So I yeah. honestly just reach out to me and we'll work together and whatever you want to champion is something that I will get behind it. I will support full force. And Julia, how do we connect and with you? How can we support you? Sure. But before Lauren, it, you said it's Mama Bears, B-E-A-R-S, the number four change? Yes. Okay. Yes. I just wanted to make sure I had it right. Um, Perfect. Thank you. Yes. And I will be following up with you to see how I can help for sure. Um, as far as coloring over cancer, we, you can visit our website, www.coloringovercancer.com. Um, same Instagram handle, coloringovercancer.com. You could message me. Um, you can make a donation. You could spread the word about the organization to people that are um, battling cancer right now, especially during COVID. Um, I, if, if I can help a specific organization or cancer patients, um, those projects or organizations that maybe um, your listeners work with, if there is an opportunity for Coloring Over to Cancer to partner, um, send out coloring books, host a workshop, uh, provide healthcare resources. So really, I think word of mouth, visit our website, our Instagram handle, Coloring Over Cancer, really open to new projects and new ideas to keep pushing it forward. Um, and I really believe, and, and Lauren, I know, can speak to this, it's really about those partnerships that you have um, to expand the opportunities and maybe it's something that you can't take on all by yourself, but you can contribute to it and you can help or you can get in front of the right, you know, elected official if you need to or the right corporation. So it's really all about partnership and Absolutely. I completely believe in that. Um, so I'm always open to new ideas, you know, outside of the box thinking what we can do now um, to help us now and later. So our listeners have uh, many opportunities to support yeah. uh, Coloring Over Cancer as well as Mama Bears for Change. Dawn? Well, that is our time, Ed. 
I really just want to let you guys know that we appreciate you taking the time because we know we're all busy, especially in this time of COVID. We're trying to do so much and so many things are virtual. So it was, it is truly what the intent of the podcast has been is that we wanted to connect diverse mm-hmm. folks, you know, diverse folks who are involved in, you know, their nonprofits, their businesses and such. The intent of the podcast was to look at the diversity intersection and find a place where we can all meet. And Absolutely. that's what we did today. So thank you so much, Lauren. Thank you so much, Julia. And we thank you for having this space, um, you know, oh. this platform so that you can help spread the word and get the word out of resources that are available to people in their communities. Um, exactly. You know, podcasts are becoming more and more popular. So this is a great way for, you know, people to learn more about either how they can get involved, how they can help, or if they have someone um, in their life that's in need, the resources that are available to them. So thank you to both of you. And thank you, Lauren, uh, for the work that you guys are doing. It's, it's fantastic. Thank you very I much. I echo that. I echo that. Thank you, Julia. I look forward to teaming up with you. You just gave me so many wonderful ideas. Thank you, Ed. Thank you, Don, DM. We appreciate you for giving us this platform. Let's continue to um, use our platforms on all avenues. Let's continue to speak up and speak out. I appreciate it. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you, ladies. You have a great day.